0: The Utes and Wildcats face off this Saturday. Will Cam Rising return from injury? Or will head coach Jeff Fish and Arizona get a monumental win? We'll talk about it on today's Locked On Crossover.
1: You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for making Locked On Utes and Locked On Wildcats your first listen every single day. Today's Locked On Crossover is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. My name is JT. we just so excited to be joined for this special Locked On Crossover by Mike Luke for a really interesting game, just in terms yeah. of for Utah. You know, I think when you talk about biggest storylines, there's a lot of players that we don't know the status of and if they're going to play. And if you're
1: Arizona, this is a team coming off a game where they almost beat USC at home. Right, for sure. Yeah. I mean, seriously, like last year, you know, for the last probably three or four years, and keep in mind, Utah fans have different expectations of their program than Arizona football fans have. But um the one thing is Arizona, the last two, three years, has probably been the worst power five team in the country. I mean, you lose 20 straight games. I mean, that's that's impressive just in its in its own, yeah, losing 20 true. straight games, including a loss to a school that you might have a little bit of a, a connection to, NAU last year. Yeah. <laughs> so, but this this year, Jed Fish brought in a top 25 recruiting class, which is unheard of mm-hmm. at Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, And we were talking about it a little bit offline. But the difference with this team right here is that the passing game is about as good as there is in the conference. Jaden yeah. Delora was the uh, Pac-12 freshman of the year last year. He comes to Arizona. He's putting up massive numbers. And honestly, like, and I think this will probably bear itself out throughout the rest of the year. I think Arizona's probably at the best receiving core in the conference. Um Jacob Cowing caught for 1,400 yards at UTEP last year. He'll be catching. He'll catch 1,200 yards this year. Um, Team uh, McMillan was a five-star wide receiver. Again, something Arizona never gets. And uh, he's been multiple-time Pac-12 freshman of the week. And then Dorian Singer as well, 1,300 yards probably. Um, That's really the strength of the team. There's a lot of weaknesses, uh, which we're going to get to. But right now, that's really what you look at with Arizona coming in there, JT.
0: When you're looking at it from, as I mentioned for the Utes, kind of the biggest thing I'm curious about is who's going to play and can Utah still win if those guys don't play? So I do expect Cam Rising to play. We believe it was a knee injury just because. Are we sure
1: Cam Rising is going to play?
0: I would be surprised if he didn't because just the way it shook out last time with, it's, I mean, he practiced the whole week, was just about ready to go, and then just didn't quite feel right. I think with a full week of rest, that extra time of rest as well since Utah played last Thursday, I do expect him to play. I would be very surprised if he didn't just because he was so close to playing and I would be shocked if he didn't. The other interesting one is Tavion Thomas still um, he's been dealing with some personal stuff. So he didn't even make the trip to, Pullman mm-hmm. last week so I, I don't know if I actually I pro, honestly I probably don't think he's gonna play either I'd be if he does that'd be awesome I really hope he does but I'd be surprised Dalton Kincaid is another one it looks like it's some kind of shoulder injury for Dalton right I don't expect him to coach Witt keeps all of the injury stuff very close to the vest so right. I don't expect him to play so you're gonna be down what I believe to be two of your three biggest names on offense because honestly Tavion Thomas hasn't lived up to what that name represented after the unbelievable season he had last year so for Utah can you win without those guys I would still say yes I think even if Bryson Barnes is in at home with the must the home field advantage that Utah has the momentum this team is playing with the, the level the defense displayed last week was also very impressive so I expect Cam Rising to play not the other two but if none of them play, I still think the Utes can get this win because it was at home. And that's a big thing as well. I think this game being at home for Utah is huge because coming into the year, I think a lot of people are looking at if this game was in Arizona, it would be a little bit more of a trap game, especially if this Utah team was, maybe hadn't had a loss yet all season and kind of feeling themselves, which I don't think is the case with this team when you've been humbled by what's now right. a not good loss to Florida. At this <laughs> for point. sure, right. And then of course the UCLA loss is not a bad loss, but still the two loss team. So I do expect Utah to be able to go out there and still be able to get a win regardless of who is out there at the main skills positions.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I expect you guys to win this game. I expect uh, Utah to win this game uh, uh, easily. Um, I will say that Kyle Whittingham to me is as good a coach as there is in college football. Mm -hmm. What he is able to do year in and year out is absolutely astounding. I'm also glad too, that he stayed at Utah and that he didn't go off. Another place, he just looks like a guy that needs to be a legacy guy at Utah. But you look at it, JT. What's amazing about it is you bring in every year his recruiting classes are ranked like 48th, 45th, and it doesn't matter because half those guys are going to be starters. Probably 20% will play in the NFL, especially the defensive line. It's Mm -hmm. just a marvel what he's done up there uh, for Utah, and you know, again, um. You know, between Urban Meyer and then Kyle Whittingham, pretty good little run of coaches you guys have there.
0: Yeah, it's worked out extremely well for Utah. And it'll be interesting to see who kind of the next guy in, in that is, because I think there's a number of worthy candidates for that on this Utah staff, too. So but for Coach Wit, he has done a phenomenal job recruiting the right kind of players, just getting the guys they find the low the low value guys that a lot of people don't necessarily recruit, but they bet on that potential and it's worked out a lot. I believe Devin Lloyd was like a two-star recruit or yeah. something crazy. And he tr- and then they helped him develop into a first round pick and a lot of credit to that for Devin, of course, but that's where Utah was able to recognize the work ethic there and just see the physical traits that allowed them to develop and build what is a loaded roster and a lot of Sense the word that returned 17 starters, that there was a reason they were the favorite to come out of the Pac 12. It's obviously yeah. changed now, but it still makes a lot of sense in that regard. And I think we talk about recruiting classes for Utah. They're not very always highly ranked. This Arizona class, as you talked about, was a top 25 one. So Coach Jed Fish doing a really good job. What are kind of some of the things you're just feeling about this program and things you're
1: looking forward to with this upcoming game with these guys going into a hostile environment? Well, offensively, um, it's it's like I said, the overhaul in one year has been amazing because last year Arizona was equally bad on both sides of the ball. Now they're still terrible on defense. We'll get to that in a minute. But what he's been, like I said, what he's been able to do, and you got seven freshmen starting. The future is actually somewhat bright, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, especially next year because you return almost everybody. But the problem that Arizona is going to have against you, uh, Utah, is. Arizona has a terrible defense. Um, it's a lightweight defense. Uh, you're starting to now play a lot of those highly rated freshmen, which I think everybody's in on. But whether uh whether uh, against the run or against the pass, Arizona's terrible. It's I mean, it's again, it's one of the worst defenses in the country. And that's why I think Utah, um, which you know doesn't, they're one of the programs they don't outsmart themselves. They just do what they do. I look for this to be a fairly simple simple physical game that utah is able to control pretty pretty much early on
0: yeah and and i feel a similar way but there are some matchups that do make this one fun uh we're going to talk about those in a second but first want to talk to you guys about our friends at sweat block guys sweat block is here for you to help you out in those situations where You're just trying to look confident. You don't want to let those sweat stains peer out. So make sure you guys head over to Sweat Sweat Block. It's doctor-created and doctor-recommended as well. Sweat Block is an outstanding product that helps you guys keep that stuff inward, whether it's a big presentation, a date, a family function, just where you want to look your best. Make sure you head over to Sweat Block. If someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweat Block. Save 20% with promo code LOCKED ON at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. Once again, also want to thank you for making Locked On News and Locked On Wildcats your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today for the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insight only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, also available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Mike, coming back in, talk about matchups that are really exciting. You mentioned that Arizona offense led by Jaden Delora, averaging – in terms of passing yards, 340 passing yards per game. So, in just incredible numbers for a group. As as you mentioned, Jane Delora, one of the most fun quarterbacks in the Pac-12, just flying around out there, making plays off schedule, able to evade pressure. Mm-hmm doing a lot of things. Makes it makes a lot of fun. And then there's a really good receiving course. I mean, between them and USC neck and neck for the best of the conference for yeah. what you mentioned, I think USC gets a lot of that love just because of the name recognition, but you mentioned right. the stats, a lot of those in the favor of the wildcats. So you got to give them that credit there. They're facing a the secondary with the Utes. That is, just simply put, really talented. Yeah. When you look at guys like Clark Phillips, he's going to be a top 50 pick for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, JT Broughton's Amaya Vaughn, very good two in three corners, too. Cole Bishop, one of the better safeties in the Pac-12. And RJ Hubert's been outstanding this year, too. He's actually leads Utah in tackles the last time I checked. Now, I should mention, Hubert's going to miss the first half of this game because of a targeting call. But Clayton Isabel... And Simone Vaki also did a really good job in replacement of him. So I expect this Utah defense to still be able to hold up. But I don't think this is, this is a Utah defense that held Washington State to under 20 points. Right. I don't expect that to be the case this time around. I do think you guys are going right. to be able to put some drives together and score and up one of the reasons, Keeley, if we're just grouping in all the matches, sure. I do think Utah's defensive line is going to be able to get in a couple times to create pressure. Now, that unit's not as strong as it was even last year. Really missing guys like what Devin Lloyd did as a pass rusher. Mika Tafua was also really strong, so it's not the same impact, but that pass rush is coming along. So I do think they're going to get through a couple times, but I think the problem's going to be is James Dolores just going to make a guy miss and then buy time and that's going to be one of those frustrating things where it's like, oh, you got to bring him down because you don't and the play goes for 20 yards. So it's really that that passing attack versus just the pass defense, including that pass rush for Utah that I'm really excited to see.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, those are great points. I think with uh, with Jaden Delora, he's got a little bit of that Russell Wilson thing when Russell Wilson was good um, with the uh, long ago. Yeah, I know. It feels like it's like eight years ago. Right. But, you know, where you kind of the line isn't great. It's not bad, but it isn't great. And what happens is you generally run around and you end up having to, you know, chuck it downfield or whatever. And you got guys that are open Um, again. Like I said, I'll never be the guy that really pumps Arizona uh, football as being awesome. But I can't really describe to you how good these three receivers are. I'll even go it. I I would be curious. I would be honest, I'd be curious if there's a better if there's five better units in the country to be honest with you. These are these are next level type players that generally aren't at Arizona. But like you said, this is going to be a great matchup because Utah probably has the best secondary in the conference. And if it's not, it's right there. The scheme is fantastic as well. Um but the big thing is, is Arizona with broken plays. Are they going to be able to prevent, you know, when Delora gets out of the pocket? Um, it's important, first of all, to be able to get him because he's shifty. But when he gets out of the pocket, he can really make some plays out there. So that's where it's going to be fascinating. And Arizona's got a pretty good tight end in Tanner McLaughlin as well. So offensively, that's pretty much it. I don't see Arizona being able to run the ball against Utah. I think that's going to be. So I think if Arizona is going to be competitive, it's going to be have to be a massive game from Jade Delora.
0: I will say that Utah run defense was better against Washington State, but Washington State only averages like 80 yards on the ground. So I think you guys will – I, I think you guys will cross 100 yards rushing, actually. Look, maybe we'll keep – maybe it'll keep you in check, but I, I don't know. I This Utah run defense is strong on some drives and then other – they kind of just leak and let stuff through, whether that is missed tackles or there's a lot of ways they can be had. So I, I do th- – it's not going to be some crazy number where you're over 150 right. rushing yards to me, but I do think you guys could get over 100 in this one. I think going back to Jaden Delore is an interesting one because we talked about him a lot, um, and he does make so many incredible plays. But he does have eight interceptions on the mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. How much does that concern you in terms of you know maybe Utah, has is up 14 um, in the game and then Jaden Delore It's late in the game and Jaden Delore is like, all right, I got to press and make a play here. Yeah. Is that where you kind of get nervous that he might end up turning the ball over? Or how have uh, most of his turnovers come on the season?
1: Yeah, no, that, that's how they come. They come when they get down. Like he uh, he played very well against Cal until um, Arizona got down, and then he starts forcing things. He starts chucking the ball into the back of the end zone into double and triple coverage. Um, he kind of gets out of his element, but at the same time, so much is needed from him to be able to keep Arizona in games that nobody's really, you know, sitting there and, uh, you know, bummed out about his performance. But he generally does when Arizona does uh, when he does turn the ball over it's generally when you get down uh, multiple score possessions and again that's why I think this Utah game is going to be uh, is going to be a tough one because if they get down 10 or 14 and he's got to start chucking um, uh, and he's going to start chucking it, you know the ball around that's when it becomes more of an issue for Arizona mm hmm
0: and I think one thing we talked about offensively, first offensively for Wildcats, defensively for the U.S. That's one matchup I feel is much more even. I feel like those sides are going to trade blows, whether that is a Utah turnover or Utah force, maybe gives up a first down, but then forces a punt. And I do feel like the Wildcats will be able to mount some drives and score too. So, but I think the reason right. we both feel that Utah is going to win this pretty handedly and that they have a really good shot to cover to that line currently at 17 yes. and a half is because just the Arizona defense and this Utah offense, especially if Cam rising plays, I think we've seen this explosive offense of the U's really start to come along and obviously had an right. unbelievable game versus USC. I think we could really see the risk. Especially if Dal- there's no Dalton Kincaid, like I expect there yeah. not to be. And that's no inside information. Once again, literally just speculation with the injury and the way he went down. I don't expect to see Dalton Kincaid again until the Oregon game, because I don't see a reason to put him out there these next two weeks versus Arizona and then versus Stanford as well. But Looking at this, I really feel like this is the kind of game where we see Devon Bailey, Money Parks, Jalen Dixon, uh, Thomas Yasmin will get a little involved too. All of these Utah receivers and pass catchers really be able to do things because I expect Utah to have – A great game on offense. I expect the run game to also really get going, and it's going to be a good confidence boost for this Utah offensive line and these running backs who have I think, I forget how many yards now they had off the top of my head versus Washington State, but it wasn't even like a mind-blowing number. I think they were over 100, but it wasn't like oh my gosh, they rushed for 200 plus yards, but it was just when they needed to get the tough yards on the ground, they were able to do that with some really nice plays. So even if Tavion Thomas doesn't play, uh, Mekhi Bernard's health is still up in the air, Utah's second running back. uh, Jaquindon Jackson, former quarterback, converted to a running back now is really getting acclimated to the position as well as Jalen Glover. I think he's going to have another good game. So I really expect the youth just to be able to impose their will on offense. And I think Cam rising could be in for another five touchdown performance.
1: Yeah. Again, Arizona's defense, there's really nothing that they can do that's uh, there's really nothing at this point they can do that um, is uh, you know, that is equipped against a team like Utah. They don't really get after the passer much. Um, the deep, the, again, they've got some solid young players, but at the same time, these are, I mean, you're going to have a 215 pound, uh, freshman that's going to be playing a lot of snaps on the D line. I mean, you know, that. Kind of speaks for itself. I think he'll be really good, but again, he's 215 pounds. You just don't really have many playmakers. Now, the one thing I will say is that uh, Christian Roland Wallace, Arizona's corner, is very, very good. He's the best defensive player on the roster by a mile. He's been a three year starter. He'll be an NFL player. In what capacity, I don't know but he's the one guy that will, um, you look at him, there's only probably one or two guys on the Arizona roster that would play at Utah, and that's uh, Hunter Eccles and uh, Christian Roland Wallace on the defensive side. Nobody else would play for Utah.
0: Yes, that's obviously a challenging thing when you're going yeah. against the a, a talented Utah offense. So right. it's, they're going to have their hands full, as we discussed, and we're going to talk about how we think this game will play out and give a couple key predictions in a moment. Mm-hmm but first I want to talk to you guys about simply safe. Did you know that over the holidays property crimes like burglary burglaries and pat Package thefts spike nationally. That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering fifty percent off their award winning security system, so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season, guys. I use Simply Safe and really love just all of the features that comes with their advanced technology. Whether it's controlling your system from your phone with the app, watching the crystal clear HD live stream on your security cameras, or the wide variety of high level sensors or something else this system is just outstanding and does a great job protecting your home simply safe was named the best home security of 2022 by US News and World Report for the third year in a row so don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system i recommend get 50% off any new simply safe system at simplysafe.com/url today this is their biggest discount of the year so don't wait that simplysafecom college. there's no safe like simply safe. Also want to talk to you guys about UCCU. UCCU is offering a 15th month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. Plus you can jump up to an even higher rate of return anytime during the life of your certificate. So I have to be the bearer of bad news, but interest rates and inflation are both on the rise as if we haven't noticed. Well, here's some good news. UCCU can help you with this current rise Rate rise in rates to your advantage. For a limited time, UCCU is offering a 15th month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. What's a savings certificate? Is that like a savings account? A savings certificate is a similar to a savings account. Both are great ways to earn a safe return on your money over time. But here's the difference. Savings accounts typically come with unlimited deposits and withdrawals. But with a savings certificate, you just make one deposit and then let your money grow and grow and grow with a fixed rate of return that's much higher than a standard savings account. How much? Just say a lot higher. So visit uccu.com to learn more or get a savings certificate today. For a limited time, once again, Again, UCCU is offering a 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00% and a variety of term options to match your specific need. UCCU, love where you bank. And jumping back in, Mike, I think this Utah team and these and Utah fans like their chances against Arizona, as they should. So just talking game predictions in this one, I think mm-hmm. the Utah offense gets off to a hot start. I could see 14 to maybe even 21. I could even see them maybe scoring three touchdowns in the first quarter. I also see the Wildcats getting one in the first quarter. So I think we're looking at either a 14 to seven or a 21 to seven. And I just right. feel like that's what it's gonna kind of gonna boost off for every two touchdowns they're gonna get. I feel like Arizona will get one. As I mentioned, back and forth battle for the Wildcats offense and the Utes defense, where each side kind of wins one possession and then the next one, the other side wins. Fun back and right. forth because of that and just Utah's that Utah's offense going to be able to eat, in my opinion. I do expect this to be a big win for the Utes. I think they will cover that 17-point line.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, the big thing for Arizona is not letting this get out of hand early because mm-hmm. this could get out of hand early. Um, if Arizona can avoid this getting out of hand early, then maybe you go into the second half and you got a chance, but I guess you could say that about any team that you play. Mm-hmm. Um, I This feels to me like a 45-21 game. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Utah and uh, USC are fairly close uh, you know are, are fairly close but Arizona does better against teams that have a lot of speed but maybe aren't necessarily the most physical brand of football they don't do well against teams like Utah um, I could see this game getting out of hand early to be honest with you I could see this being 17-3 early on and if that's the case it snowballs but you know if Arizona is going to ma- win this game it's going to have to be Jane DeLora is going to have to be the Pac-12 player of the week um Again, Arizona is a lot, a lot better than they were last year, but Utah Utah is a different animal. And Arizona, I don't believe, is is there yet, equipped to be able to compete with the Utes at the highest level.
0: Yeah, and I feel the same way. So in terms of the score prediction, and I'll also do kind of who I think the player of the game will be for Utah, Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be, you mentioned 45 to – 21, I believe. I'm going to go 52 to, at 24, I'll say, or maybe even... Tw- I'll go 28. 52-28. Uh, sure. So I do think this Wildcats offense, I think that late, there's a late score in the fourth quarter when the twos are kind of in. I think this is much more of a 21 to 48 kind of game, but the final score to yeah. me will be something like 52-27 to 27 be, just because the Utes are going to have that success on offense. And I think at the end of this, we're going to be like, man, look at Cam Rising. Took a week off. We didn't know what to expect. Came in and balled out another five-touch touchdown performance we're going to see him have another big day on the ground and of course he's going to have a big day through the air with everyone talking about how this is the explosive utah offense we thought we'd see from the start of the year and yeah it took a little bit of time till that usc game really arrived but it's here now and it's putting the pac-12 on notice
1: yeah no for sure and again i i believe that utah to me is the best usc is always the program that has the the highest upside utah to me is the mm-hmm. most stable uh, yes. program every single year go winning you're probably not going to ever compete for a national title but you're always going to be in that top 15 to top 10 range which when you consider being in a state where you don't have a ton of local you know talent to be able to pool from you know outside yeah you know, a ton of elite you know level i know you're they right. develop yeah.
0: there's, that. there's some deep like there's decent good football players out here but this is not california this right. is not texas this is right. not florida yet they're able to get those guys they actually recruit texas extremely well
1: Right. For sure. Yes. they And, you know, and but, but that's part about what they do. They coach people up. That's, you know, that's what Whittingham's done. But, um, you know, again, just kind of marvel from, a, from afar at what you guys have been able to do up there because, you know, it's a, it's a heck of a program. And like I said, in my opinion, it's the best program in the conference.
0: Uh, we greatly appreciate and respect that as well. So, Mike, thank you for hopping on. And you know what? Before we go, Mike, look, we've been talking a lot about how this is a big mismatch for the Wildcats. Obviously, in this one, and it would be incredible if they were able to somehow get a win. Not very likely. I'm also a huge fan of what Coach Jed Fish is building. I want to throw that into and think that this is going to be a very good team in the near future. But you mentioned you're envious of what Utah has in terms of basketball. Utah fans, I think, are obviously very envious of what the Wildcats have. So, what do you expect from Arizona basketball this season?
1: You know, it, that's a great question because last year they were, uh, you know, they were the number two overall seed, you know, number one yeah. seed, number two overall right. going into the tourney. You lose two first-round picks and a high second-round yeah, Col- pick. Col- I loved Coloco. I know Col- the Ben
0: Matherin obviously
1: fantastic.
0: A lot of guys. Right. But what Coloco did, Coloco was awesome against Brandon Carlson, too, first. in Utah. That was when I remember where Coloco was by far the more dominant big there. And Carlson had come into the season kind of been like, oh, one of the best bigs in the Pac-12, and Coloco really shut him down you know, then. Col- so
1: had to be Coloco Coloco was unique because of how long he was and how well he yeah. could move. Um, this year's team, I think, is going to be more about a top 15 team. I don't view them as probably being a national title contender, but there's a lot of talent right there. Um, I think that, you know, Arizona, UCLA, Oregon, one of those three schools will win the uh, conference. And I think that Arizona's got as good a chance as anyone.
0: It'll be interesting to see what kind of season Utah basketball can get. The Basically, it's the equivalent of a title for Utah basketball would be if, when you guys come out to the Huntsman, if Utah was somehow able to find a way to get it upset. Tall
1: task, but hey. We'll, anything We'll small, be out there. Yeah. <laughs> We'll be out there, my man.
0: It's going to be fun. And I'll, as was having you on, Mike, really appreciate you coming on. want to remind you guys as well, if you're in the market for a second, listen every day. You can, of course, check out the Locked On Pac-12 podcast with Spencer McLaughlin and, of course, Locked On Sports Today. The biggest stories, the take of the day, all of it's there on Locked On Sports Today. So we thank you once again for making Locked On News and Locked On Wildcats your first listen every single day. And have a great day, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.